Hello everyone, I thought I'd just check in. Bit of sad news today, I found out my mother has been readmitted into palliative care. She's had cancer on and off for decades now and about four years ago it became terminal. And if anything, if anyone knows anything about a terminal condition, when you say terminal uh, cancer, usually it means you have two years or less to live. And in my mother's case, you know, this is, she's outlived um, the doctors by at least two years, if not more. And she hasn't passed away yet, but once again, she's in palliative care. She had five weeks in there, nearly five weeks, um, came out for about a week and a bit. It's been nearly two weeks now, and then she's just too unwell and she needs to go back in. And I'm, I'm preparing myself for her passing as much as you can ever prepare yourself for the passing of your mother. And I'm also conscious of how this is going to affect my son, who was eight years old. My daughter is two, and, and even though um, she has a good relationship with her grandmother, she's really too young to even be conscious of what th this means. And if she does, it's, it's a very, um, you know, it's a toddler consciousness. While my son, on the other hand, um, he's very conscious of what it means to to die and of course um, what it means to be sick and unwell and he's been scared of hospital and every time I've taken him to see my mother um, he has tried to avoid it and um, but the truth of the matter is I want her to be able to see him and I want him to see her because you never know when it's going to be the last time and I don't want him to feel that hospitals are places that are scary or bad rather that hospitals are places where people are helped and people are cared for and that the nurses are there to love and support their patients because and, and there is nothing that reminds you of how amazing doctors and nurses can be um, until you've been into palliative care. It's a completely different environment to, for example, the emergency ward. Uh, it's calm, it's peaceful, there's, there's not, not that sort of frenetic activity. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't want to talk so much today about death, rather rather living and keeping in the forefront of my mind what is important with life. I've been very stressed and anxious um, with this new job that's come up. I'm very grateful for this new job, but it requires a, a lot more time, a lot more effort, a lot more responsibility, and it is going to impact our family. Um, it's going to impact our family in positive ways. It's also going to impact our family in terms of um, our our time together and, and our commute and, you know, it, it makes life a little bit more complicated. And I was really stressed about that. And then when I got, when I called my mum and found out that she's going back into hospital, it it is a reminder, it snaps you back that 
as much as it's so easy to get stressed about, oh my goodness, how much time this is going to take in traffic. And I'm not talking about a, a short commute here. I'm talking about, you know, um, an hour and thirty, an hour and forty-five minutes um, each way. So you know, and for some people, that's an average day. And, and I've been doing a lot of that, but um, because of my current work schedule, I've been doing that three days a week, working one day at home, and then. I have my um, my Mondays off with my daughter, which has been really wonderful. And now I'm going back to full time, and I'm very conscious of losing that time. And I'm 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 very sad to be losing that time with my baby, because she's only little, and you know um, she is my last child. And I'm just very mindful of the fact that every day, every week, every month, they grow and change so quickly. And the truth of the matter is, I really enjoy having that time with her. Some people get really bored at home with little kids, but I love it. It's, it sits really well with me. But financially, I need to work, and, and it's really important that I contribute, and I'm very grateful for this opportunity that it allows me to contribute to our family in, in ways that my current role hasn't allowed me to contribute. So all of that stuff needs to be thought about. But the truth of the matter is, is I, regardless of me being at work and having the commute and all the rest of it, I still, at the end of the day, get to be with her. It may only be for a very short time in the morning and the evening. You know, she may spend the majority of her time away from me. Well, she will because she'll you know I will be at work during the day and then of course you know come home we have dinner and she goes to bed but I have to remind myself it is about quality rather than quantity and I still get to be there for her and with the knowledge that my mother is coming to the end of her life and my mum was a stay-at-home mum and um, I had very very a very difficult relationship with my mother. All, th- all three of us, my si- both my siblings and I, had very difficult relationships with both sets of our parents. And it's only been since my mum became very unwell um, in the last year and a bit that our relationship has been able to heal and I've allowed myself to forgive as much as I can and, and it will probably be an ongoing process. I'll allow myself to forgive, move on and focus. Um, both my siblings have chosen not to contact my parents and I, I understand why. But for me, it didn't sit well with me. It was really important to me that if I could help, I would still help regardless of the nature of our relationship. And that... What had happened in the past happened in the past and I recognised that we're all human and we're all doing the best we can um, given the information and the knowledge that we've got. And my parents never did anything to... I'm not going to say never did anything to intentionally harm because I will be completely honest and say there were times when my mother especially 
would behave in ways that were cruel and vindictive and so and these were intentional but the intention was to lash out when she felt injustice that she was angry with her life and her children and she felt that the best way to balance out that level of anger was to put it on other people and I don't want to again talk about I don't want to focus on what went wrong all I want to do though is remind myself that in watching my mother I've recognized parts of myself that made choices that were also unkind and vindictive and not to repeat that to my children we have all we all we all have those capabilities within us to be everything from living saints to evil dictators and so choosing to be kind and staying in the present and remembering what's important is a moment by moment choice it is so easy for our minds to get caught up in the oh my god I was getting so overwhelmed of oh my god oh my god I also know though that when I do get into this new role it there will be an adjustment period but it will be the new normal but at the end of the day as much as I will miss my babies I still get to be with them at the end of the day and I get so when I think about my mother and understand that as someone who is coming to the end of her life and she is a fighter if there is one thing that my mother has constantly blown me away with is her pure determination to fight and stay alive she is she loves her grandchildren she loves her children she struggles to express that sometimes but she she wants to be around for her grandkids and she's only got um, my children but she she wants to be there and and just the pure thought of being around to watch them grow has meant the difference between her dying and being alive and right here right now she's alive so I will take them to see her and that will help motivate her I don't have that natural urge to fight for life I've always been one of these people who finds life exhausting complicated sometimes I find life a waste of time because I see what we as humans have created for ourselves, and I just stand back and shake my head and go are you kidding me we had an entire planet we had every single resource available to us we had this amazing garden of Eden given to us and what have we done with it and what do we continue to do with it and why when we are on a planet when every single species has the right to exist and thrive 
are we still acting like it's the survival of the fittest? And why are we still desperately trying to see what's in it for me rather than what's in it for us? Because it is about us as a collective. We are individuals, but more than that, we are a collective. We are one and people who don't care about the others who are like well screw them you know I just need to look after mine and my own I get that because it's that survival mentality that has been indoctrinated into us where we believe that you know you can't take care of anybody unless you take care of yourself first and there's 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 levels of absolute truth in that you do need to take care of yourself first but you also need to recognize that you don't have to do that at the behest or at the disadvantage of others. You don't have to push other people out of the way to get ahead. And for a lot of people, they're like, what are you talking about? You know, you're the idiot if you let me, if, if, if you let me cheat you, you're the idiot. If you, if you let me tr- trample on you, if you get in my way, well, who cares? Because I really don't. I'm just here to look after myself. I struggle with that mentality. But then at the same time, I get to experience that from someone who lives in a first world environment where... I don't have to have that hand-to-mouth survival. I've been great. I have been lucky enough to have an education and be healthy and employable and employed and have access to support, including financial support. I've never had to worry about are we able to live somewhere safe? You know, I'm not saying it's all sunshine and roses because it has definitely been hard. There have been times even now when especially financially, it has been hard. But I don't have to scramble around through piles of rubbish to try and find out where my next meal is. And I don't have to cheat other people just to get ahead because I live in a very egalitarian society. So I understand that I'm saying this from a point of essential white privilege, although I don't consider myself um, white. I I come from a mixed race background. Um, And and part of that has been seeing people, because my mother's from the Philippines, if anyone has ever been to the Philippines, especially when I was there as a child and I was born there, and my mum came from a very poor background, there are children who are literally pulling straws from piles of garbage so they can rinse them out and sell them for a few coins. You know, if you want to see poverty, go to a place like the Philippines where entire families are being raised on top of garbage dumps, you know, where the average life expectancy is like 45. I mean, it's changing now, and I haven't been to the Philippines for a very long time, but it very much meets that definition of third world country. Um, So coming back to my point of reminding myself of what is important you know I I find it's so easy to slip in this oh my god what am I going to do what am I going to do what am I going to do just trying to get through the day rather than stopping 
unclenching my hands, releasing my shoulders, releasing my jaw, softening my eyes, looking out as far as I can look out, breathing through my belly, breathe in and breathe out, creating space recognizing that it's all not about urgency it's about right here right now what can I do in this moment to live the best version of myself and doing that within to the next moment and the next moment and consciously bringing myself back to the present and not buying into the nattering chattering exhausting I always switched on dialogue that is my brain and I'm grateful believe me I'm grateful for this mind I'm grateful for this brain because it allows me to achieve what I have achieved but you know I realize it's like my phone or my you know computer it's always switched on it's never switched off and it's always looking for more it's, it's insatiable this brain it's, it's crazy this mind is insatiable it's always nattering on so like it's funny and even about the most random things I I was laughing when I was listening to um, somebody talking about talkback radio and I was always so disparaging of you know the old the old farts who called talkback radio with you know usually it 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock in the morning with nothing better to do but to call up and complain about random crap and they just drone on and on I'm like are you kidding me you have nothing better to do than complain about that but then I also realized that social media has become the exploded version of talkback radio where you constantly have people putting these opinions out there and sometimes these these opinions are like are you kidding me you don't really believe that do you you're not like because this is the thing there are trolls who do it as entertainment who say stupid things because they like riling people up and there are people who say things because they genuinely believe it and a lot of the stuff and and, and I have to remind myself that I don't have just because I have an opinion doesn't mean it's right you know everybody else has their opinion and you know, that, that's another lesson for me that it's all very well and, and good for me to say, you know, be kind and everybody's one and all the rest of it. But then go, oh, well, you know, if you don't believe that, you're just stupid. Here I am passing judgments on everybody else. The truth of the matter is that all I can do is do what is right for my life, for me. They make the judgment calls that are correct for me. Keep what is important for me. And if I make judgments on other people's life, it just makes me a judgy person. It really does, you know, and it makes me no better or no worse than anybody else who's getting online and saying, well, you know, blah, blah, Donald Trump, blah, blah. And I'm not even going to talk about Donald Trump right now because holy moly, that's another can of worms I really just don't want to open. So... As I finish today, and if I keep in mind what I would like my children to know, 
because there is a very good chance that they may listen to this podcast one day and have no memory or maybe only very little memories of my mother and that time with her and their experience with her passing and I speak about as if she has passed but I have to be realistic here she is dying and I'm gonna say my beautiful babies I love you I love you from the tips of your toes to the top of your head and all the way around the earth and back again and I'm grateful for my time with you I'm grateful that you've had this time to be with your grandmother who loves you and she loves you so much and that life this one precious life that we have you know we say don't waste it don't waste it use every single conscious moment to make it the best version of life for yourself because we are never guaranteed another day and so all we can do is put our intentions out there for the very highest version of our lives make the choices that we know that is right for us with the understanding that our choices affect the whole Relax, be grateful, breathe and trust in the process of life because life will look after you. Life loves you. Life is so grateful that you are here because you are life. You are life experiencing itself. Life would never be the same without you. So there will be, a, there will be times in life where you feel sad and lost alone and I hope those moments are kept to the absolute minimum and I hope those moments you never get to that point where I have in the past where you feel that there is no point in going on that you just want to end this life because it's just such a mess and that's you just don't see a way out if you ever feel that please no, I want you to hold on because it is worth it. You are worth it. And if I am here in person or if I am here in spirit, I want you to know that you, all of you, who are listening, and if you are not listening, you are valued and you are worth it. And I love you. And these are words that I need to say to myself because sometimes I forget that. I forget that I'm valued and I forget that I'm worthy and I forget that I'm lovable. And the thing about it is that when you forget, life reflects that. Don't let yourself forget it. Don't forget how valuable you are. And life won't let you forget how valuable you are. And life will help you. And I love you. So have a beautiful, blessed day. 
I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of all of you. I'm proud of myself. It is hard, this life, right here, right now, to put one step in front of the other. When the world is a crazy place, but you are contributing in ways that you can't even imagine. You are setting up destinies for yourself and for generations that are coming forth. And if we look at the generations back, the the generations prior to us couldn't even comprehend the kind of life that we've created for ourselves and our children. And they'd stand back and they'd be like, look at what you've done. Look at what you have done and celebrate you as I celebrate you now. I hope every time you look in the mirror, you celebrate yourself. Every time you look in your own eyes, you celebrate yourself. Every time you think it is too hard and too much and not worth it, you remember how valuable you are. Stand proud in your glory. I am so proud of you and I love you. Have a good day.